Welcome to the Making Moves with Mao podcast. In every episode, you'll hear stories from individuals just like you that are trying to make an impact. They'll share their unique journey and some helpful tips that got them to where they are now. You'll hear conversations with people from all walks of life who are trying to make some moves. Now, here's your host, Mal. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Making Moves with Mal. Uh, I'm excited today because I have my younger brother, Pablo, that's going to be joining us and sharing his story and his journey of entrepreneurship, um, all his obstacles and everything he's overcome to get to where he is today. So uh, before we start, before I let him introduce himself and, and, and who he is, um, I do want to say that you know one of the biggest things that uh, that I love about my brother and I look up to him about is that he is a, a go getter and he's willing to you know do things and and learn things and, and put himself outside of his comfort zone. Um, and he'll tell you his entrepreneurship journey started even back in high school. Um, so I'll let him you know I'll let him kind of get started with that. So. Thanks for coming today. Thanks for making it to our, our, our meeting here. Excited yeah, to join. Um, yeah, and uh, thanks, Mauricio. And obviously, uh, Mao, being my older brother, uh, he's kind of witnessed my whole entrepreneurship grind and kind of where I started and what I started doing at a young age. Um, so when I was 13 years old, that's kind of when I started cutting hair. Uh, being a barber has kind of been something that's always been a part of me uh, ever since a young age started out throughout high school you know I remember doing free haircuts to you know going to college and having everybody know my name because I used to cut hair and even post-college a uh, really great way to make side money really good way to make connections with everybody so uh, I, I would say that that's definitely one of my first uh, entrepreneurship endeavors so ventures that I did let's talk about let's talk about bar uh, you know your entrepreneurship yeah. with uh, becoming a barber how did that how did that interest even start? Like, what made you want to say, like, hey, I want to, I think I want to learn about cutting hair. Like, where did that come from? Yeah, so I learned, I wanted to learn how to cut hair, honestly, because uh, I had broken my leg my freshman year of high school. And I was basically sidelined. I couldn't play soccer. And uh, I was friends with a lot of soccer players. And, you know, it was basically freshman year going into, like, the freshman team soccer. And I couldn't be a part of it because I had broken my leg that summer so. I uh, basically had a lot of free time afterwards because all of my friends were at soccer practice. So I started to just kind of explore how to cut hair and kind of just re- went with it and uh, just kept practicing and practicing. You know, obviously, you know, I practice on my little cousins a lot, messed them up. <laughs> uh, but, it, you know, just kept at it and uh, just I feel like I got to a point where now I, I'm a pretty good barber because you didn't you didn't go to barber school right i did not go to barber school i just self completely self-taught and back in the day when i started back in 2008 um there wasn't you know all these instagrams all these youtube videos of how to cut hair it was a lot like that material was not out there so learning was basically like me going to the barber shop and just kind of sitting there for like an hour two hours before my haircuts kind of asking my barber questions and kind of just watching it and then doing it. It wasn't no like how-to videos like you have now on on YouTube and Instagram. Yeah. Yeah, that's crazy, man. And and so you picked that up, you start you kept going with it, right? You kept practicing and practicing and perfecting the craft. Yeah. Um and then you got to the point where it was com- you, you were comfortable enough to actually have people pay you for this, right? Yeah, when I started it was completely free. Like, I would beg people, hey, let me cut your hair, let me cut your hair, I'll, I'll, I got you for free, don't even worry about it. Like, 
How much hesitation? How much pushback would you get from people like, I don't want a free haircut? (laughs) Everybody, everybody. There was so much pushback. Like, nobody wanted me to cut their hair. I remember a lot of the times, like, when I would cut somebody's hair, you know, you have other people telling them, like, man, that haircut sucks. Like, yo, this guy did such a shitty job, you know? Like, um, but now those same people are now begging me, hey, Pilo, can I get a haircut? I heard you're back in town. Hey. (laughs) So, you know, it's kind of full circle. Yeah, I mean, and that's a true testament of, of perfecting your skills, perfecting your craft, and then, you know, going from no value to adding so much value, right? So going from offering a free a free service, just to get yourself out there, just put yourself out there to now being in, in, in that demand where people are actually are willing to pay and pay you well for, you know, for that haircut. So that's, that's awesome. So you did that all through high school. You started freshman year, did it all through high school. And mm-hmm. then come college, obviously... You went out of state for college, so you didn't stay local. Yeah, and that you kept you you brought that with you, right? You kept cutting hair even. Yeah, more. kept cutting hair in college. Uh, in college, it was kind of like almost starting from square one, but not really, uh, because obviously I had now the, the skill of like I knew how to cut hair. Now, well, you, just now you're in a new environment. Right? Yeah, now I just had to make that pick up clients. You know, let people know that hey, I cut hair. Uh, kind of get my name out there. So I remember, you know, I started cutting hair in the in the dorm hallways. Like I would just have a little chair out there. I had this little rolling cart that I bring out, cut his hair, like you know, do haircuts. And then after, when I was done, I would go downstairs, run out the vacuum, and then just vacuum everything up. <laughs> you have people walking down the hallways of the dorm, just be like, "What? What's going on?" But then people obviously started to finally know me and like, "Oh, he cuts hair. He's the barber. Don't worry." <laughs> So yeah, that's that's when I started my freshman year. Yeah, I mean that's like marketing one oh one, right? Putting it putting it out there consistently so that people see the product, see what you offer, and then you know the market then will start to respond to that. So yeah. um what are some of the connections that you've made or some of the you know what what would you say some of your highlights that you've gained even in life experiences or just people that you've met that you've gotten directly from being a barber, directly from cutting hair. I mean, yeah, I've made so many connections just through cutting hair. Like, I remember back in high school, I used to cut one of the pizza uh, pizza hut managers' hair. So he would bring me pizza every time he'd come get a haircut, you know. Uh, just different different people um, that I met throughout just, like, my whole journey. And then, like, in college, obviously, it's kind of a whole different group of people because now right. it's like you're cutting all, you know, educated individuals that are gonna you know potentially be you know big names and you know might be cutting the next president here you don't know kind of thing like um so yeah now a lot of a lot of people that i've cut you know they're all over the u.s um and just having that connection with them and having that uh you know me being their barber and still being connected with them on social media is like Anytime I travel and there's somebody in that city that I know because of haircutting, they always want to say, hey, Pablo, what's up, man? Like, let's hang out. You know, it's just been a great networking, uh, you know, situation. And uh, even to that, like, kind of getting on a bigger stage of, like, being able to cut the Michigan State basketball team. Like, a lot of them, I would cut their hair. And, uh, you know, some of them now are pro, pro, yeah, in the NBA and you know, to this day, we're still friends. We're still friends on Instagram, um, friends on all social media, basically. And they'll contact me whenever they're in town and say, hey, can I get a haircut? Or, hey, I got tickets if you want to go to the game. And, yeah, it's a pretty sweet, sweet thing to have. Um, 
appreciate their friendship and yeah. Yeah, and that's opened, I feel like that's opened a lot of opportunities for you. Um, but I think one of the biggest factors, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but you've learned, th this taught you the uh, the value of actually being a business being a business owner right because oh, yeah. even with cutting hair there's there's expenses you got to pay for clips and machines and you know sprays and all this stuff right yeah so, yeah i mean if you look at any barber they're like a business in themselves like every barber a barber shop yeah there's a barber shop but every barber there is basically their, their own, own business they're renting a chair there you know they have to kind of market their own people to get their own clientele they have to Yeah, um, make sure that they have room for expenses whenever they need to buy new clippers, whenever they need to buy extra materials, any supplies that they need. Um, yeah, it's, it's definitely uh, how I learned um, entrepreneurship at a young age. And I didn't even know what entrepreneurship really was. Uh, but kind of funny now that uh, I graduated Michigan State and my minor is entrepreneurship and innovation. So had a, taking classes and everything of that. So goes full circle, man. Yeah. Right? So, um, you went to Michigan State. You got a degree in pa packaging, so packaging engineering, right? Mm -hmm. uh, and then out of college, what was what was the plan then out of college? Yeah, so out of college, um, you know, I always wanted to be kind of like an engineer. Um, so yeah, when I graduated, I went into um, this company called LBP Manufacturing. They did like paper uh, and cardboard products for quick service restaurants. So like McDonald's, Chick-fil-A, Tim Horton, Dunkin' Donuts, all that. Um, and I was a project manager for them uh, right out of college, which was really good because, um, you know, usually it kind of takes some time in order to get into project management. But I was lucky enough, I guess, all the experiences that I had and all the internships that I had to kind of put me even that step higher and, you know, them trusting me and, you know, hiring me in as a project manager. I was the youngest one on the team, so. It's impressive. Good, good experience. Nice. Um, so then let's talk now. Obviously, your your career kind of has evolved. Obviously, mm -hmm. pandemic happened. There were some there were some changes. Um, so let's speak on that. Like what happened? Yeah. So pandemic happened. Uh, you know, we worked in the quick service restaurant. So all those businesses, a lot of them shut down or like just stopped. You know, they we're didn't know. At that yeah, weren't producing level. really. Yeah, at that level. So. Uh, it just kind of, yeah, they they actually let me go due to COVID-19. Um, so, I mean, it was, they, they it was a blessing. Or they no, they just, just laid a lot of people off. Yeah, they laid a lot of people off just due to the, you know, um, just the, lack just of the uncertainty and just not knowing, like, what, what would happen in that market of food and restaurants, you know. Um, a lot of people weren't going out to eat. So, you know, if they're not going out to eat, we're not selling our products. Right. So, um Yeah, no, I ended up getting yeah, basically terminated due to COVID-19, but uh, that was a blessing in itself because with that, um, you know, I, I definitely was still able to kind of uh, evolve, I guess, because that kind of pushed me to look into real estate, right? So during my downtime of that, while I was kind of like job searching, I was also taking the course for real estate. Uh, so I did the course for real estate. Um And I didn't finish it. I went and I got another job as a product uh, development engineer at a plastics company. Um, but I hated that job. <laughs> what, what did you like about it? I hated that job. It was just not uh, that environment. The culture just wasn't there. Um, 
it, it was draining, honestly. Like, I would wake up and I'd just be like, man, like, this is such a not welcoming <laughs> uh, place to work. Like, really, like, it was it was hard. Like, they would, um, you know, there was almost, like, some animosity between, like, the other product development engineers towards me for some reason. Like, I don't know if she thought that I was, like, going to try to take her job or kind of one-up yeah. her or something. So she never really helped me, like, really develop or, you know, kind of learn the whole process. So it was really like I was on my own a lot and my boss had ended up getting a promotion. So he was, like, the director now and, like, had less time. So I was kind of like a lone, lone wolf in, in the island, you know, like, just kind of, all right, figure it out. And, you know, I tried and, it, you know, but it was just, like, not, not something I, I saw myself doing long term. And just the c- culture in itself was just not one that I really wanted to be a part of. So yeah. uh, that's the first time I actually put in a resignation letter. And, um, but I was proud of myself for doing that just because I, I still didn't really know what, what was up next. Like, I didn't know what I had lined up. You know, uh, I didn't have a, a full-time job, I guess, right. lined up. There was no backup. I mean, yeah. you still cutting hair. Yeah, cutting hair, about. obviously, some, some of that. But um, I'd also just closed on my property in August or October. And when I put in my resignation, it was December. So, you know, yeah, just extra, bought a house. Extra responsibilities, you know, added expenses, yeah. I was like, you know what? I don't want to be in a place. I don't want to get up every day going to, going to a job that I hate. Yeah. Like, that was just not where I saw myself, not the values that align myself. Like, I want to work because I enjoy it, not because. You're forced I to be fo- there. Yeah, I'm forced yeah. to be there. And it's just like. They didn't want to do that. That, that doesn't work long term, man. Like, I yeah, know there's a lot of people out there. There's a lot that of people that stay in, stay in a job, job just because the the money or the, you know, but they hate it or they're miserable. miserable. Yeah. And all that eats eats at you, man, physically, mentally. Like, yeah, it's it draining. Would, it started to get to the point where, like, it would bleed over into my regular life. Like, I don't like to, you know, usually the nine to five jobs, you know, I don't really take those past, you know, five, like, try to keep everything at, right. at work. But, that job was really draining to the point where, like, you know, I would get frustrated sometimes, like, man, like, at home, and it's just like, oh, so, yeah. it was just a, yeah, I just wanted to get out of that situation, and I'm proud I did, I, you know, put my resignation, my boss was kind of, like, shook, of like, hey, what, what what's going on, and it's like, hey, I kind of gave you a lot of signs, let you even know what's going on, right. what I needed help with, he uh, didn't really help me out, so. So, there was a lack of support, there was lack of leadership. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, so I was like, might as well walk. Um, so, yeah, I'm really glad I did, honestly. Like, like I said, I didn't have anything lined up, but being able to do that, I was like, you know what, I, I'm going to be okay. Uh, I think that that's one thing that I've learned uh, throughout my life is that, you know, we can go through a lot of things. And you know, as long as we keep on having that positive energy, just that hope of like, hey, you know what, everything's going to be okay. Let's just work this out and let's keep working. You know, just hard work and you can get it anywhere in life, really. Yeah, and and, and to that, it's like taking risks, you know, because at the end of the day, a lot of stuff happens outside of that comfort zone. So if you don't take a risk to even, you know, put in, that, put in those two weeks, uh, you don't know what other opportunities are out there. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, you know, that's a big step. Yeah, and that's, uh, again, I didn't, I never finished that course that I started with the real estate. So then once I quit in December, that's kind of when I picked it back up and finished it. And I got licensed in uh, February, or end of February. And then, you know, we're going to last year, yeah. right? So. so it's been a year, uh, yeah, a little bit, uh, like a year and a half now that I've been doing uh, real estate. 
Um, and it's been going good. Uh, you know, I've been blessed to have people, you know, trust me and, uh, you know, giving me that opportunity of letting me help them uh, find their forever homes or find, you know, uh, investment properties. Um, I think that that's something that is kind of want to be my specialty is the, the multi-unit. Yeah. Because I, I myself own a multi-unit. So um, that's... Yeah, and I think... I think my specialty. <laughs> yeah, and, and going back to kind of having that kind of uh, can-do attitude, Right, that's that's very important. Like being able to do just being being able to put yourself in a position where, like, you know, I may not know this, I may not know the answer to this right now, but I I, I want to figure it out. I want to find a solution to to it. Even with uh, like your other stuff, right? Like, you know, you're very handy when it comes to like, yeah. you know, learning and, and 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 wanting to educate yourself on like even like remodeling stuff or just the homeowner stuff. Because uh, I know you you redid your whole. The whole yeah, basement, right? Everything, my whole basement from scratch, and, right? It was scratch. It was nothing. It was nothing. It was... nothing. Did everything. Did drywalling. Learned about drywalling, framing. Um, we did electrical work with uh, my uncle. Um, I did the plumbing. Uh, yeah, I just did it, concrete work. We did uh, epoxy floors, uh, installed cabinets. Uh, you know, granite countertops. So. Yeah, I learned it all, honestly. And uh, it's one of those things where, you know, what I like to say is a YouTube university. You know, you'll find a lot of things on, on YouTube and uh, using other resources. Um, TikTok has actually been a huge thing that I've been using lately. Uh, I've gained a pretty good following just making videos like that. And you learn a um, lot from... Yeah, learn, learn a lot. And uh, it's just a, like, you know, you kind of create a community in, in that in itself where... Hey, you post a video and somebody might even comment and say, hey, have you ever tried to do this instead? Or, hey, have you ever tried to do it this way? So it's a really, uh, you know, then you'll obviously have the trolls, but, you know, you kind of block those out. Yeah. But, yeah, I got a good following on that now. Uh, and I'm still trying to post videos of, like, you know, doing some remodeling around my house, some other homeowner stuff, you know, being a landlord and all that stuff, giving them tips. and Yeah, so I think that's kind of, like, what my niche is in the social media world right now yeah so going back to again um sharing your journey about becoming an entrepreneur and everything that that you've kind of uh, you've been through as a as a barber or self-taught barber and and now you know a real estate broker um how do those two things kind of work with each other how do they coincide together that's and what are some lessons you've learned as a barber that you can in, interpret them also in yeah, the real estate I mean, space when it comes to barbering and when it comes to real estate, persistence and perseverance is key, right? It's, um, you know, you're going to have a lot of people that, you know, those quote-unquote haters that are going to say, hey, you know what, you're, you're not that good at cutting hair. Or, hey, what do you know about selling a house, right? Like when people first start, you know, you start anything you don't know, right? You don't yeah. know what you don't know, right? So it's, um, it's about kind of building that foundation and kind of creating that uh, strong structure of just keep on going you know you gotta like don't stop when the road gets hard just keep on going pushing through because you know there are a lot of people that become barbers and they'll do it for like a year maybe two years and then you know kind of fall off because they're not getting at that good or getting to that point where they want to be uh kind of same thing goes with real estate you know you gotta it's a hard grind and uh you know there's a lot of agents that, you know, quit after year two, after year three, you know, uh, just because it gets so hard. And um, I think that's the thing with, uh, you know, barbering and real estate that kind of go hand in hand is just that perseverance and persistence of, 
you know, just keep on grinding and the work you put in is what you're going to get out of it. No, I, I totally agree that, you know, uh, hard work will always uh, outperform anything. If you're working hard at it and, and you're you're willing to to learn and, and develop yourself and, and get those skills needed to to perfect your craft, yeah. like a, a, anything is really possible. And like you said, we all start somewhere. We all start from zero. And I think learning and, and being open to failure and, and learning from those failures, you know, because a lot of people take take those lessons and, and you can turn it into a negative or you can turn it into a positive, right? So there's a lot of learning lessons as as business goes on, as, as your journey goes on. So um, on, on that topic, what are some of the, what do you think has been your... Um, your most motivating fact reason as to why you do like what you what you do like what's what's your what's your main motivation? Yeah, I think I, I my biggest motivation is just knowing where I come from. You know, um, you know what my parents, what our parents went yeah. through. Uh, you know their families and uh, their grand like their parents. Uh, you know they didn't really have that much of opportunity and being able to for them to provide us with an opportunity to be successful, it's like, why waste that? Like, you know, it's nothing worse than waste of talent. And I think that, you know, it's that talent that we have of just being go-getters and just, you know, grinding it out. Like, those are strong values that I think our parents taught us. And, um, you know, it'd be a shame for me not to, to utilize it to my fullest potential. For sure, man. No, I, I totally agree, man. It's like, um, sometimes it's hard to put ourselves in in their position because we don't know what they've been through but we see the struggles that you know and this goes for a lot of uh you know first generation a lot of immigrant families um you know they come here for a better life not only for them but for their future right for for their their next generations and so uh, we're given this awesome opportunity to to expand on that and really take that to the next level um so yeah no I, i i wholeheartedly agree that you know there's so many opportunities especially here that, that there's so many opportunities that that, that are provided uh, and it's up to us to kind of take advantage of those and and uh, maximize our potentials yeah definitely. so what would you say to somebody that um, wants to become a barber let's say they, they just want they want to start like what are some of the struggles what are some of the things that they can do what should they look for so yeah I mean when it's when it comes to becoming a barber, I think the best thing that you can do is, you know, practice. There's a lot of, like I said, when I started, there wasn't that many videos. Now there's hundreds of hundreds of videos of how to, um, you know, I recommend, you know, watching a lot of those and then practice on whoever will let you practice on them. Yeah. Um, you know, you don't have to get the best clippers, but buying some quality clippers will allow you to, you know, create a good product and understand that hey your haircut isn't going to be the best when you first start you're not going to be a top-notch instagram barber when you first start like yeah it might not be the best but if you continue to do it you know you're going to get better at it it's every it's every haircut you, you should be better than your last kind of thing you know um and just don't give up you know that's the hardest thing is like don't give up there's going to be a lot of people that are going to say hey you're not that good or hey man you messed me up or hey man this guy you gave this guy such a bad haircut kind of poke fun at you and uh, you know kind of blocking all that noise and just continuing on with the craft and learning that understanding that hey I'm gonna get better after every haircut I'm gonna get better after every haircut and really try to um, you know kind of capture all as many 
knowledge and as many information as you can from the resources and you know ask questions too that's a big thing like ask questions you know my mom taught me that hey like ask questions because the worst thing they can say is no yeah. you know it doesn't hurt you to ask a question so if you ever you know you can ask me ask you know, i'm more than happy there are friends that kind of contact me especially during the pandemic when people started cutting their hair they'd reach out to me hey Pablo, what do you recommend about this or hey do you recommend this machine or this machine um no, I'm more than happy to help. You know, I started there once, so yeah. Yeah, knowledge is power, man. Knowledge is key, and and I feel like we never we never stop learning, and you should never want to stop learning. I mean, I feel like you're always gonna learn new new things about new topics. Um, and uh, having that entrepreneurial mindset is what kind of evolves that. You know, it helps you like want to keep pushing and keep growing and keep keep taking things to that next level, right? So. Where do you see yourself in the next three to five years? Three to five years, I'm hoping to have at least two buildings, but definitely one. Okay. <laughs> another building. So on yeah. top of the one that I currently have, I want to get another building. Um, I definitely see my real estate uh, business growing as well. I want to grow that. Um, and I'm just trying to, you know, be be more active, be more healthy uh, with better choices, I guess, uh, working out. So three or five years, yeah, I see myself doing all that. And um, no, I don't see how that goes. Yeah, for sure, man. No, well, and, and, and uh, you know, as uh, the, the older brother in me always wants to make sure that, you know, you're doing, you're, you're maximizing your potential always, right? So um, I think having, having people like that in your life that are willing to, you know, give you that that constructive criticism, give me, give you that um, those kind of uh, kicks reality in the butt that you need, those reality checks that you need to to know, like, hey, I'm I'm the way the way my life is projecting is going is going in the right path, and and it's something that I'm that that you you look forward to. So, um, yeah, I think you're gonna keep. I think you 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 have such a a great. Uh, just outlook on life and, and a great mentality to to want to learn and develop and uh i see i see big things in your future as well man so uh i'm excited that you came on to to share your story um thank you guys so much for listening and uh, we'll catch you on the next episode see ya see ya